Welcome back to Trip of Change, the Jackie Robinson Show podcast. Trip of Change is a weekly podcast hosted by Jackie Robinson and produced by Dana Bach with some of the top thought leaders in the areas of LGBTQIA+, use of pronouns, gender identity, voting rights, intergenerational conversations, news, and feature interviews with industry leaders. Our goal is to provide listeners with key takeaways and actionable advice for having a better understanding of the people we interact with around the world. Let's start the show. Yes, hello. This is Jackie Robinson for another episode of Trip of Change, and I've got two special guests with me today, and I'm going to bring them in out from out of the green room and let them introduce themselves to you. So there's Zaria, and I'm adding Otto. Hi, ladies. Hey. Ladies and babies, what's good? Oh, okay. Oh, see, that's why we need this conversation, because as a boomer, I'm just really learning about the different pronouns and the different generations and the different genders and the terms. Because when I was coming up, really, it was just the pronouns that I used was I, I, me, she, and her. But things change. Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. And so during my era, Zaria, I mean, I had protests. There are things that we protested against. Um, and so now as we move into the 21st century and some different things as a boomer, I want to understand about young people. And that's how you and I got together yep. because I was at the local library doing some research on the LGBTQIA LGBTQ plus and uh, Zaria was had a booth set up outside the library Um advocating for a local health center for seniors and so zari go ahead and introduce yourself and talk about how we met and you know how you decided to come in because thank you for coming in on the show of course hey everybody my name is zaria um i'm from atlanta and yes uh we met while i was doing a tabling event at east point and um she came up to me she was like are you binary non-binary and it struck me. I was like, what is this? I wasn't sure, but I was open to it. Um, and she actually gave me a little bit more information because I did not know how to answer that question. But I do find that I am a part of the LGBTQ community. So um, it was just nice to see somebody that's a boomer that's interested in it because I find that a lot of people are interested in it, but more in a negative standpoint. They're just like, oh, it's not meant to be like that. We ain't do that. But things are changing. So I'm glad that you are trying to get a better understanding. Thank you. And that's that's a question that came up when I was on a recent trip, trip in uh, Las Vegas. I was asking my traveling buddy about these pronouns. And I didn't really know how to respond to young people and the pronouns. And so I appreciate you bringing your uh, cousin Otto on. Hi, Otto. Go ahead and, and introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, my name's Otto. 
Um, that's my chosen name. Um, some people have a dead name. I have a birth name, and my birth name is Autumn. I'm a community organizer. I've been working in politics since 2017. And yeah, I met Zari when she was born. She's my dear <laughs> cousin. <laughs> She's my <laughs> cousin. Um, and our family has a lot of people of the LGBTQ experience in it. So I'm glad that we can be here to speak about, you know, these topics as a family. Thank Correct. you for having me. Yes. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to come on and, and help me to get a better understanding, um, especially in the African-American community. You know, um, a lot of times we just kind of look things over, we kind of sugarcoat things, just keep moving. You know, sometimes we in denial, you know, sometimes it's in the back of our head, but we don't want to talk about it because there's like family secrets, you know, and no one, no one wants to really um, be vocal about it. So, um, and that's why it's interesting that I've gotten to the point now where I'll, I'll come up to young people and I'll ask them, and Zari, I'm gonna have to do better with my question. Uh, are you binary or non-binary, you know? And, and it's, it's like, what? Yeah. Okay. And so um, uh, um, I don't know what happened to Otto, but I want to talk about are you binary or non-binary and what does that mean to you? Right. So I guess speaking for myself, um, I am non-binary. I use they, them pronouns. Um, not all non-binary people use uh, the they them pronouns but I found that that's what feels most comfortable for me um, I'm also like not speaking on behalf of my employer or anything like that but um, I am in community with a local person who's running for office who's non-binary as well and um, on their campaign literature um, they use they them pronouns and a lot of people um are trying to assume their gender, saying he or she, but they also use they pronouns, and I just try to gently correct them and say they. Um, I guess, like, uh, do you have any questions? What was the question again? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was asking, um, and you, I think you've answered it as a non-binary person, but Zaria, you're bi you you identify as binary, but you are also an ally, correct? Correct. Correct. So I guess what we usually say in the community is what are your pronouns? Um, a question kind of similar to yours that I like to ask people when I feel like maybe they aren't in the binary is, um, do you have a gender? Um, that question's a little bit more uh, abstract, but for some people the answer really is no. Um, so I definitely think it's worthwhile to explore these questions, but I think the standard language is just what are your pronouns? Um, and Zaria, um, I believe you wish she her. Um, so she's a woman and I am a non-binary person. Yeah. And that's interesting because again, as a boomer in my approach to get more understanding, I want to be able to ask the right question and not be offensive. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that's why, you know, this, this conversation is very helpful. So, um, I mean, when I looked up pronouns there i know the standard pronouns the ones that i go by as a binary person but there are so many different pronouns and then there's these new ones like zie and uh i don't understand like zie and some of the other ones how, how did 
how did it expand into almost 78 different pronouns? So I can speak to that too a little bit. Um, so I use they, them pronouns, which have been used, I think, you know, for as long as black folks have been in the American community. Um, in the countries we came from, things like age hierarchies and social status um, colored life a little bit more than gender in every situation. So um, even though it feels really like natural and modern to recognize people as just men and women, like there were other categories historically, and especially when we came to America as a group, there was some safety in using a mixture of pronouns, whether we used he, she, or they, for people that we knew just so that slave masters didn't know who people were talking about. Yeah. And I think, and I think the modern contemporary version of that is just saying like them, they, you know, even like it's, this is not a very great example, but the term thought, you know, just like that hoe over there, like it's a non gendered term. And I feel like, you know, there's just like a lot of gender variance already in the community a lot of people, you know, will hear singers and they won't know the gender of the people their whole lives. And it kind of doesn't matter. Like if it's a good song, it's a good song. So I think there's always been gender diversity in the black community. It's just a matter of um, not assuming things about people and asking like, um, what do I call you? Um, what are your pronouns? Um, and even with people that you know quite well, checking up like every few months, like if they start to present differently, asking again, like, what can I call you? Or what do you go by these days? I think those are really casual ways to still, you know, be casual about people's identities, but still make sure that we're not assuming and we're asking and, um, yeah, making sure that people feel seen and heard about who they are. So that's kind of more language and more historical context for why um, different pronouns exist and people use different pronouns. Well, it's interesting that you talked, you brought up thought Okay, and you thought uh, brought up, you know, um, the slave time, the slave uh, terminology that, you know, the secret language that was used um, in order to be able to survive. And so my question to both of you all is, you know, how does being black or African-American fit into the description of yourself? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was saying that, you know, we talked about these different um, identities that we have within the Black community um, for the LGBTQIA. Um, and so my question is, how does being Black or African-American fit into your description of yourself? I, let me let me put it like this. For a long time, Zaria, when I would fill out applications and it asked you like your race, and they had other there was a a dot for other and i would put the dot for other and say human because i myself did not want to be categorized or put into one box i say i'm human and i still do that to this day but i noticed that there are a lot of companies and a lot of corporations that are now opening up their questions their applications their online uh systems to be able to use pronouns. So the question is, how does being black or African-American fit into your description of yourselves? Well, uh, 
I've heard thing. I'm sometimes I'm like, do they know I'm black? Is that why I'm, they're not? But I'm like, my name is Zaria, so obviously they know I'm black, even just from my name when I'm applying. Um, when it comes to my sexuality and being black, it's a huge community, but. Uh, I know it's hard to find people in your community that's accepting of all the other alphabets part of the rainbow. So um, it's it's very hard. They have apps, but it's still very hard to see people because you can see somebody and they identify one way or have an other sexual orientation. So um, it's questions is very important. I'll say that. Number two, Otto. Yeah. Um, likewise, I think it's definitely important to me to identify like with myself as an African-American on applications or as a Black person. When it comes to ethnicity, I guess I consider African-American to be like the governmental ethnicity that's kind of okay. handed down to us. Okay. Um, but if I'm able to write in anything, I like to say Gullah Geechee because that's a callback to the multiple black ethnicities that make up, you know, the African-American experience. Um, I think I also um, tend to say other or decline to answer when things get um, specific about my gender, just because um, I'm still figuring it out, you know, like, I don't know exactly how I want to identify to um, disparate organizations and I think you know from my answers they can kind of assume that I'm in that transgender um, gender non-conforming category and um, you know process their data accordingly and say you know this part of the community doesn't identify or identifies a little bit differently um, and hopefully that um, is good data for the communities that I give that information to mm -hmm. um, but yeah that's kind of how I've been dealing with that question lately now, um, as we move forward into 2022 and on into, you know, 2023 and beyond, do you find uh, positive acceptance from family and friends and coworkers? Most definitely. Like, um, a lot of times you see now they're talking about uh, equal employment. They really, uh, when I see commercials, they'll definitely include a person of the LGBTQ community. Okay. More inclusive now. Um, it's going to take hopefully more people are going to open out. The media that can that people freely express and that thing. Well, what I've noticed on um, internet TV, there are more shows, there are more sitcoms, there are more documentaries that are now discussing openly the very subject that we're talking about. Because again, I'm old school. I'm a boomer. I was born in 1953. Okay, and so <laughs> why you let you smile inside Yeah, I'm 60. This is the last year of my 60s, and so. I, as I move forward, want to get a better understanding and have uh, a more positive impact on change within uh, the community. So, um, Otto, what are some of the uh, challenges that you face as a young Black person 
that um, identifies with the LGBTQIA community? Um, I'm a very lucky person. Um, I think that, you know, being from Atlanta, a place that's always been about civil rights and human rights, um, has kind of given me a community of um, especially strong, like, Black women leaders who understand where I'm coming from, um, why I have sometimes felt at odds with my assigned gender of being um, a girl or a woman. Um, and, you know, even though people I'm organizing in a lot of intergenerational spaces, I find that, you know, a lot of people end up coming out to me saying, like, I feel like a form of gender variance and gender nonconformity in my expression. I still use she pronouns. I still identify as a woman, like a proud woman. But I understand the nuances of, you know, being a caregiver, you know, being a, a provider for your household and, you know, having, you know, interest in like mechanics and sports and things that are, are not the most feminine and actually being able to lean into those things. And um, so I've definitely felt like a lot of intergenerational support. I think the most challenging thing has been, you know, definitely trying to figure out like a family life, um, being paid the same as men. Um, I think I, you know, sexism, just catcalling. Like, I think I experience a lot of the same sexist discrimination as women. Um, and I'm just lucky that uh, the world is growing more accepting of uh, gender nonconforming people. But, you know, of course, people will sometimes not see you for who you are. They'll misgender you. But um, I'm very lucky to be in Atlanta where people are very understanding and are fighting sexism in all of its forms. So, yeah. Well, let me apologize again. At the top of the show, I think I used the pronoun that does not really identify with you. And again, I'm just, I'm learning. And that's the purpose of what I'm doing. And I appreciate you and, and Zaria taking your time out to come on and talk to me as we move forward with more discussions. And so the last question, because I know y'all, uh, Zara says she's going to watch the Super Bowl, at least the halftime of the Super Bowl, <laughs> okay? Um, uh, so I'm not going to take um, any much more of your time, but the last question that I want to ask you is, what do you want the world to know about acceptance? Zaria. So that's a loaded question. Um well, really, uh, if you just just believe what somebody's telling you, especially when they're trying to tell you how they identify, just accept it because it won't hurt you. And really, you miss um, gendering them can hurt their feelings. Like, I don't know. You should give me a second on that one. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll piggyback on what Zari is saying. Um, Acceptance saves lives, um, you know, going beyond tolerance, saying like, you know, you're always going to be my daughter, but I'll love you anyway. Like, it's not cool to invalidate people for who they are. Um, and it can cause people to have like suicidal ideation, occupational stress, you know, just low self-esteem. You know, it can cause people to not, you know, have the families that they want to have um to not go out for the jobs and you know the relationships that would serve them best so i think it's so important to preach acceptance because you know we accept a lot in our society we accept low wages we accept you know climate change we accept you know 
all kinds of mess, like horrible things. So I think accepting people for who they are is um, easy. Gonna it move should be forward. easy. It, it should be easy, easy. right, Adam? It should be easy with everything else we deal with, you know, to just deal exactly. with who people are and um, support them no matter what. So, um, yeah, I think that it's just really life-saving to, to accept people in your life that are gender variant. Okay. Zaria? Oh, we're back on me. So, yeah, piggybacking off of Otto. Um, the least you can do is just accept what somebody identify as because even that's just a small aspect of who they are and you shouldn't hold that over somebody's head but it, it means a lot because that's how they identify so just accepting that and can help help people just move past so much and let people really live their lives the way they want to you don't have to live in a closet behind or just trying to pretend so if we can accept uh uh the difference because I remember when we used to have Mr. and Mrs., remember? And when I was coming up, if you weren't married by the time you were 30 years old, then you was an old, whatever they used to call, say that whatever that uh, old fo uh, old maid or something. And then, then all of a sudden there was the MS. Okay, so now if I'm not married and I'm not a Mrs., I can now identify as a Ms., a MS. And so that was that was a trip of change. And so what you guys are offering, not only to me, but to the listening audience, is a trip of change. A trip of change does not have to be physical. A trip of change can be a mental change. And that's part of the show that I'm putting together, is we need to go on a trip of change and start being more accepting of the young people who are our future leaders in the world. So Zaria and Otto, thank you so much for coming on and taking our time, busy time, uh, uh, time out of your busy day. I applaud you, Otto and Zaria, for the things that are you, you are doing in the community. And I want to know more about you guys. Stay in touch with me, okay? Of course. Welcome, Miss Jackie. And whoever's listening to this, this is a sign if you feel like things are not going right in your workplace, organize, organize, organize. I'm reading a book called Figures of a Successful Organizer, and it's a good starting place for anyone who's interested in organizing against workplace discrimination, which so often happens to gender variant people, mothers, caregivers, everybody. So if you're hearing this, um, this is a sign. I hope you have a great day. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. See you at the library. No, see you at the uh, health center. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow. That um, really enlightened me. Um, I'm so glad I got an opportunity to um, talk to these young, uh, these young ladies about um, their experiences and i am grateful for them taking the time out today this has been jackie robinson on a trip of change talking to two young women zaria and otto about pronouns gender pronouns and how we as boomers can understand and be more accepting of young people in the way they want to identify it's a matter of respect so take this trip of change take this broadcast 
and make a difference in your life and the lives of others. Thank you so much.